0: Well, hey, Fellowship. Uh, this is Pastor Seth here alongside Pastor Moss. Um, hey, what's up? And we're here to just uh, walk through a few of the questions that we have had regarding uh, fasting. With the 40-day fast coming up, we know uh, that's beginning on September 11th. Uh, and our, our goal is to be able to resource the church, resource you guys with... Um, Sermons or articles, or in, in this version or this case podcast, um, to to just be able to provide avenues to learn more about what fasting is, uh, what are some potential ideas around fasting, um, and what's it for. And so today uh, we're going to sit and talk with Moss. Moss preached uh, a sermon a couple years ago when we were doing our formation series uh, on the gift of fasting, uh, the practice of of fasting. And so uh, we thought it'd be a good idea to use some of the wisdom he's gained over the years and and just get him to explain a little bit and kind of help us all understand uh, what fasting is for. So uh, yeah, Moss, why don't you just, what is fasting?
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, just brief caveat, like I'm not an expert on this. I, I've not studied this extensively for years and years. Um, I have, by God's grace, tried to practice this over the last, you know, five years or so. Um, and then by God's grace also was asked to preach on it. And so I had to do a lot of research and study to try and understand it so that I could adequately, you know, share God's word with our people on this topic. And so, yeah, so that's kind of my, my intro on fasting is, um, uh, about five years ago was challenged to really fast more regularly. And so that kind of led into this practice that I tried to do where, um, it usually happened about once a week. I would try and do some kind of fast, and so that led into all these other different uh, ways in which that impacted me and shaped me, and, and we'll get into all that. Um, but that's kind of my my history with fasting is I didn't necessarily grow up doing that. Didn't really hear much about it until, like I said, about five years ago, and then was challenged uh, to do that, and have seen fruit from it. Have seen that shape me. Have seen that I have seen that morph and form my appetites, uh, which we'll get into. But yeah, that's kind of my history with it.
0: Awesome. So what, what, when you started getting into fasting or when you started, uh, exploring the idea of fasting, what did you understand it to be? What do you understand it to be today? Uh, why are we asking our people to go through a fast?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. I think I had this idea of fasting. I I come from a Catholic background and so fasting was very much tied to specific times of the year. And so it, it had this, um, understanding that it was me denying myself of something. And so, which is true, right? That's, But I don't think I ever fully realized the purpose of my denying myself something. That um, I had heard about Jesus fasting, I had heard about Moses fasting, but I didn't fully understand what my purpose in fasting would be and and why I would do it and when I would do it. There was these times during the year, but it wasn't this uh, thing that was explicitly shared with me. And and I'm sure it was probably shared, I just missed it. But um, it was just something that I missed growing up. And so now, fast forward, Having the chance to study it a little bit and practice it, I start to realize that there are different components of fasting. That ultimately, the reason why we fast is we fast to commune with God. It's a type of worship that we we can participate in, um, and it is something that Jesus uh, talks about. It is something that is all throughout Scripture, and that is something that is assumed that if the presence of God is not here, that we continually fast. That we fast in order to see and commune with God if he is not in our midst like the disciples and in so story uh Matthew 9 disciples are in Jesus's presence and somebody confronts them and says well why why aren't you guys fasting and Jesus essentially says because I'm here and because I am in the flesh is not time to fast but when I leave you will be fasting until I come again and so um that's a one piece of that is that we commune with God by fasting, and, and so we seek God's presence in, in doing that. Um, I also think a, a definition of fasting would be helpful. And so, uh, something that I, I referenced in the sermon that I got to preach was um, from David Mathis. He says that fasting is voluntarily going without food or any other regularly enjoyed good gift from God for the sake of spirit of a spiritual purpose. Right, and so the way I would like to say that is. We fast in order to feast upon God, yeah,
0: well, so, having had five years, that's when you started
1: five years ago, something like that, yeah, not perfectly, but yeah, 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 give or take
0: uh what what did you do? I mean, what were some of kind of the practical how did you accomplish that goal of communion with God by using fasting,
1: yeah, so I was challenged by hearing uh, somebody talk about fasting regularly once a week in order to pray for the people that they served, and so um at the time I was teaching. And so I decided every Wednesday, I was going to fast from lunch and try and, and pray and uh, get see if there was a couple other people that I can get involved in that. And we could pray for our school, pray for the people that we serve, pray for our students. And so that's how it started. Um, and it was rocky uh, at first. I mean, the, the first week, you're really excited the second week you're like, okay, we're into it. And then by the third and fourth week of you trying to do that consistently, you find every excuse not to do it. Yeah. Right. I'm 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 grumpy. I'm I'm not gonna serve the people that I'm supposed to be fasting for well or or serving well. Like I and so wouldn't you the, say teaching in and of itself is fasting <laughs> in a form from sanity? <laughs> yes. Would yes. you say that? Especially if you add middle schoolers into that. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, for real. But yeah, so but then through that, like God just shaped me. Yeah, like that's the only way I can say it is that he started to shape and form me and show me that as Jesus says man does not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so one of the aspects that became really important for me in that is to have a scripture that I that I would dwell on. And so whenever I would start to feel hungry or or grumpy or hangry as my wife likes to say, like then I would meditate on a specific scripture that God was giving me in that season of my my life. Right. Mm-hmm. What um in your sermon, it was really helpful for me
0: to to hear the causes, like why would we fast? Yeah. Um, and you had the three C's. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one we'll be focusing on for this season, the forty days, is clarity. Um, yeah. And we can get into that a little bit. But what are the what are the three causes that that you
1: discovered? That, yeah. that have kind of shown you the reasons of why we fast. Yeah. And so in Scripture we see that there's this broad view of fasting in terms of there's a, a number of reasons why people fast that. You get Moses fasting on the mountaintop, you get um, Esther asking the people to fast, you get Nehemiah fasting, there's there's these different forms of fasting, and so what, what I started to see is that there was kind of these three lanes that you would constantly see when people would fast, and the first was a cause, and so like some kind of cause of concern, whether it was um, the oppressed, whether it was uh, somebody's personal cause of concern over, over their own sin, but it was some kind of cause that was in particular heightened during a particular time that they would fast over. Or you would see a, a moment of clarity, right? Um, I think about that uh, in Acts, it talks about them fasting and praying before Paul and Barnabas, before sending them out, trying to d- decide where they were going to send them and who they were going to send them to. And so there was this need for clarity, and so they fasted and prayed. Um, and then last, you see this uh, comfort, is that the people of God often fast for comfort because they've You got e- to explain that one. Yeah. So e- either they've, um, experienced some kind of loss. So there's the, the mourning of the death of somebody, um, or they, they are feeling this sense of oppression or, um, like they've been left aside or, uh, are vulnerable. And so they need, they need the comfort of the Lord in order to, um, yeah in, in order to survive in a lot of ways it, they need the comfort of the Lord in order to thrive wherever they're at and so yeah they seek they seek God in that way and so uh, fasting becomes an opportunity to do that and so in all of those there's no there's no kind of standard set time for fasting it's not like you have to fast for one meal a day for every week for the rest of your life or you have to fast for forty days every time you fast or it's three days or what whatever it is there's no set time but that These different uh, moments of cause, clarity, or comfort become like uh, displays or like notifications that pop up and say, hey, something's going on. When I find myself particularly involved in a cause and that seems heightened, that's a cue for me, oh, I need to fast. Like, I I need to push into this. I need to seek God in this, or or if I'm feeling this sense of discomfort and um, just don't really know where my life is at. I've just lost somebody I loved or something like that. Then that's an opportunity for me to fast and have communion with God. And so that's the, these are the, the when, if you will, of yeah. when we fast.
0: It's, um, you know, it's interesting. Fasting has really kind of taken a resurgence recently, specifically with like intermittent fasting for the yeah. health benefits. Yes, right. Yeah. But what are ways? Um, so if you're doing that, that's one thing. How does fasting biblically differ from that? And what are you doing during that time? It would be different than just, Hey, we're going to do an intermittent fast or whatever that is or whatever that might be, but you utilize that time. You're intentional about those times. Uh, what are some ways to, to lean into the biblical idea of fasting? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I I think intentionality is a big part of that. Um, yeah. I mean, you're intentional if you're doing intermittent fasting, like whenever you're voluntarily depriving yourself of food, you're doing that intentionally. Um, but I think, You know, I'm not an expert on any of the health benefits of fasting, but I think one of the differences is that when you, when you fast for some health benefits, it is your personal benefit that you are seeking. But when we fast for a a spiritual practice, we're not primarily thinking of ourselves. We are primarily thinking of God. Like there's a difference there. There's a posture of your heart that changes there. And even in Isaiah 58, he talks about a fasting that is not desirable. And it and a fasting that is not desirable to the Lord is one that's focused on ourselves and so um I think that's that's the key piece is that our heart posture is not to get some benefit out of it although there are benefits of it like we do get good gifts from fasting um, and there are health benefits and all that but that primarily what we are doing is we're focusing upon the Lord and we're trying to seek him and commune with him we're trying to meet with God so, so what are that.
0: those what are those ways to meet with God yeah that have been helpful for you
1: yeah so I I think of three ways um, and I mentioned this in the sermon, but three ways that as we were going through that formation I know you series, did. I just set you up for that. Yeah. Thanks bro. What are those three ways? Yeah. Um, that we had, we had been talking about leading up to that moment where I got to preach on this and, and I thought they were just right in line. And so it was through prayer. Um, and it's almost always you see in scripture, whenever fasting is mentioned, prayer is right there. It, it's like they're twins. Um, uh, it's like they go together in in most everything. And so, first way is prayer. And there's a number of ways that you can pray and, and how to do that. We could talk about that. Um, but then also scripture, scripture becomes a key ingredient into our fasting. Um, because what happens is, is when you fast, you're depriving yourself of something. And so when you deprive yourself of something, you have to fill yourself with something else. And so it's, you fast and feast at the same time. So I'm, I'm giving up these comforts or this food or drink, and I'm filling myself with now God's word and meditating upon that and thinking about that. That's why for me personally, having a scripture meant so much because that was what I went to whenever I started to feel the denial of my, my earthly appetites. And then the, the third way is through um, like journaling or some kind of uh, writing or solitude where, where you're actually reflecting upon something, right? You're not just uh, sitting there, you know, feeling the hunger in your stomach, but rather you are trying to reflect and, and dive deep. And especially for us, thinking about clarity, when you're fasting for clarity, th- I feel like that becomes a really key in- component. Yeah. Because in that, you're meeting with God, and now it gives you an opportunity to now write down what it feel, you feel like God is teaching you and showing you and, and leading you into. Yeah, I've
0: heard, uh, I've heard sometimes where you know, the, kind of the A and B of the human existence is the flesh and the spirit, yeah. and the way those two are kind of categorized all throughout the Scripture. But when we purposefully decrease our strength in the flesh, we're we're aiming to actually strengthen our spiritual yeah. senses. I like that. I like um, that. Yeah, i i I thought that was helpful uh, when I first heard that. But like, all right, so I've got four kids under twelve, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if they don't eat, they're I, they don't. I don't want them to be my kids. My yeah. Kid just, they're, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what are some creative ideas for uh, parents or people that maybe have some dietary restrictions? Yeah. Or, uh, what are some various practical ways to engage in this fast Mm -hmm. that might be different than fasting from
1: food yeah yeah and so like i said before we see fasting from food and drink all throughout scripture but i think the principle can can push into all other areas of our life right it's taking whatever comfort we have or whatever things that we have an appetite for and it's suppressing that it's denying ourselves of that in order to have something better in order to have something more on the on the spiritual side. So what would be some examples of that? So some examples of that would be um, like, I mean, the one that just comes straight to mind is like social media, right? I hear right. about people doing social media fast, but I think not just social media fast, but any kind of media fast, right? If that's news, if that's movies, TV, whatever, that that becomes a component that is so woven into our day-to-day lives and a comfort that so many of us have that if we start to remove that, we're going to start to feel it. right? And the, And the point is that we do feel it. That's the point, right? We feel the denial of our flesh and that in those moments, we get to replace that with something that is God honoring. That is God focused, that helps us commune with God, mainly prayer, scripture, and and journaling. Do you have any other ideas besides me removing Bluey from my kids? I know which Bluey is awesome. I can I, we could do a whole (laughs) podcast on Bluey. Um, yeah, I mean, so I think the the social media pieces is really big. I think there's specific, even you can go into drinks, which is part of the food thing. Um, I think like specific beverages, beverages, yeah, yes. Right. Coffee, um, other things like that. Like you can, you can be creative, right? Some, some people can't live without a diet Coke in the morning. And if, if you give that up one, you will live, but two, like, you're going to feel that you're going to feel the, your desire to have that. Right. Um, even back to the social media thing, I think I need to say this, that, uh, was having a conversation with somebody here on staff and, They were talking about going through that social media kind of fast, even before we decided to do this. And one of the things she was mentioning to me is that she found that she would often grab her phone and start swiping to where that social media app was on her phone. But since it was deleted, she couldn't find it, but she, she would do it so subconsciously that she started to realize how much she went to it when she was starting to feel uncomfortable or she was starting to feel bored or she was starting to feel like, Um, she needed something. And and in turn, now what she's been able to fill that with is scripture. Like she's been able to fill that with uh, a God word focus and started to pray. And, and so that's just an opportunity for us, right? I'm not saying you got to get rid of social media forever, right? Although I have personal opinions about that, but what I am saying is that it's an opportunity for us now to, to feast on the Lord. And so uh, other things could be, uh, which this one kind of hits close to home is like shopping or, or Amazon, Right? Somebody threw out the idea of getting rid of Amazon for 40 days um, and just how easy it is for me to go to Amazon and purchase something and get it sent straight to my house and all that. But that becomes another, if, if food and drink is something that either medically or personally you're not able to step into, there are other options for you to be able to step into and say, I'm going to deny myself of this for, for a little while in order to feast on something better and let that shape me and guide me. And in this case, give me clarity on where we're, where we're going as a church. So how can, how can the people of fellowship, how can we as a family, we're approaching
0: September 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what, what kind of tips would you give people to determine what kind of fast would be best for them? Uh, how do they prepare for that? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, what can give them that clarity just in the question of, well, what do I need to be fasting? for? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's a good question. I think, and this is going to sound like a, you know, Christianese answer, but I, I think, us spending time praying and seeking the Lord of how, of how he would have us fast, I think is is key. Yep. Um, I think it's so important because I think we can rush into it because we've heard somebody else fast a different way or this sounds really good or, or maybe we suggest you fast a certain way, but ultimately we want our people to seek God and see, God, where are you leading me and where are you leading us? And how would you have me fast? How, what would you have me give up in order to commune with you more? And so I think that's, I think that's the first and primary way that you do it is you pray about it. And and luckily we have uh, some on-ramp to that. And so we can spend a week and a half just praying and seeking God. And hopefully that he gives us some clarity on what it is that he would have us give up. But the, I think the second part of that is that the scriptures talk about in Matthew six, that when we fast, we don't fast for the approval of others. We don't right. fast to be seen by others, but it doesn't say that we don't fast with others. And so that, we do this together. We do this in community. We do this with accountability. And again, not to be seen by others, but to be in it together. Yeah. And so I think fasting um, and, and desiring to, to hear from the Lord what it is that you would fast, but also coming alongside others and saying, hey, how can we do this together? Right? Maybe we, we all give up a meal on Wednesday afternoon, and that, that becomes us doing that together. So we know all of us, even though we're in different places, we are collective in this, that we're giving up lunch on Wednesday and we're all praying, and we're meditating on this scripture, we're, we're seeking clarity in these areas, I think that becomes really powerful. And that's where our circles and our groups can be really informative of you all doing that together, and then seeing how God would move within, within that group. It's helpful, man. Uh, yeah, that's all extremely helpful. Uh,
0: yeah, I'll speak real quick to the why, uh, and what we're actually praying for. Uh, I think there's a general, at least I feel it, a general kind of anticipation just with our people, with our staff, with our elders, just an excitement about a new season. And so uh, before we jump on a whiteboard, as Moss is so tempted to do all the time, always, uh, <clears throat> or before we you know, go so quick to our own planning and our own wisdom, we're going to just take a moment to stop. We're going to take a season of prayer and fasting. Uh, and so the way that the body can be praying for uh, the rest of the church is, is to be praying that the Lord would bring that clarity that Moss was talking about, um, that we as a church would uh, receive unity, receive clarity about what the Lord wants to do with Fellowship Memphis next. Uh, I'm excited to see what the Lord does through this fast. We're going to be sending out uh, plenty of resources on the way, so uh, you won't have to do this alone. And yeah, I'm just uh, praying for this church uh, and just so excited to see that, you know, we're taking this step of faith and placing ourselves before the Lord and asking Him. To yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's fasting. Thanks, Moss. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, our, yeah, I'm a looking... resident
1: fasting expert. <laughs> yeah, not nah, not at all. All,
0: all right. right. Well, uh, stay on your emails. We'll be sending some stuff out for uh, resources to help us uh, navigate our way through it. Yeah, it's
1: great. We love you all. Praying yep. for you. Peace out. Later.